0: This is Tiger Talk.
1: Welcome to this week's Tiger Talk, I'm Kaylee, and today I'm sitting down with Cam Nelson. Cam is a 2016 graduate of Work County High School and now has a career as a professional rugby player. Cam, thanks for joining us today.
0: No problem, it's an honor. (laughs)
1: Let's start off with our first question. Tell us a little bit about your journey from Work County High School to where you are now.
0: Well, it's kind of a long journey, but I can go over it. Uh, try and sum it up a little bit, but it's still going to be a little long. But uh, So, uh, like you said, I graduated from Work County in 2016. And then after leaving there, I was, a, I was a football player, so I wanted to go to Marshall and try and play football there. Didn't work out, but I still went to Marshall anyway. Went there for two yeah. years, my freshman, sophomore year. Ended up leaving Marshall and then went to, transferred to WVU. Mm. Uh, and then I went there for a for a semester, or no, a whole year, a whole year. And then I my life took me to Germany, where I lived in Europe for two years. No, three years, sorry. Three years. <laughs> it all runs together now. I lived there for three years and explored Europe and traveled all over. And then I ended up coming back here, and here I am. That's
1: amazing. <laughs> Still can't believe Germany? Yeah.
0: It was a good time.
1: Crazy. We obviously don't have rugby here, so what sports did you play in high school and how did that help you transition to your current career?
0: Uh, in high school, I played football and track. there's the only two sports I did. Uh, but I, I also like to mention the weight room because that's the first place I fell in love with. As I came yeah. in for football my freshman year, we were all doing off-season weight room training, and so that was what I really loved. Like, I spent more time in the weight room here probably than I did at home. Like I was oh, just in wow. here all the time during the winter, and then I would run track during the spring so I could get fast for football, which I was a running back uh, when I played football here. And yeah, that's those are the only two sports I did here. So track, yeah, I know. that's crazy. <laughs> I <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: cannot. <laughs> How did you discover rugby?
0: Well, like I said, I uh, left Work County and went to Marshall, and when I went there, I tried to walk on to play football, but ended up not getting the. Chance at all. They didn't even let me come out for a practice for whatever reason. Um, so I decided to join the rugby club instead, uh, and it ended up being a huge blessing that I didn't make it on the football team. You know, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's amazing. God works in mysterious ways. That like yeah. it looked like a, ha- a bad thing that I wasn't able to play football, and I was devastated at the time. It's like, well, I guess I'll just play rugby to get my aggression out. But now I love rugby even more, and it's done so many amazing things in my life since, and it's just been a greater blessing than football was. I still love football, but yeah. rugby's just been such a blessing in my life because I wasn't able to do it. So
1: That's yeah. still pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah, it was great. How did you discover rugby?
0: Uh, yeah, so it was not Marshall, and uh, my great uncle, he used to play in the Navy, and he um, always used to tell me at family gatherings and stuff, you should be playing rugby. You should really look into playing rugby because you've got the perfect body for it, and you're an athlete, and you'd be great at it. Uh, and then my grandpa, his brother, also would tell me that all the time because he watched his brother play all the time. And he loved yeah. watching it. And so whenever I didn't make the football team at Marshall, I decided, well, I guess I'll just go play rugby. and Might as well do, try it out. Yeah, try it, do something rough, learn about a new sport. Seems like a good time. Yeah. So I went out, and like I said, I ended up loving it even more than football. And so I have my great uncle to thank for that. And, <laughs> yeah, it's just been great.
1: Was it hard to transition into playing rugby?
0: Uh, For me, there was a period at Marshall where I really did struggle with the with common things that guys who transfer from football to rugby struggle with. So like there's differences in the two sports people see it and they say oh rugby's just football without pads but that's not really entirely true. I mean, it is true that you don't wear any pads except for a mouthpiece if you want to. Oh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, a lot of guys struggle to do that transition because there's a lot of different rules on how you go into contact and how you uh, handle yourself on the field and stuff. So whenever I would coach guys, I, w- I noticed that wrestlers transition the best because a tackle in rugby or when you clear out a ruck or go into a scrum, wrestlers have that good hip flexibility to be able to get down low, good hip mobility. Yeah. To get down low, and a tackle in rugby is a lot more like a wrestling takedown than it is a football tackle. Because, mm-hmm. like, you see guys in football, they don't even wrap their arms when they go into a tackle. They just shoulder charge people yeah. and knock them to the ground. And that's actually illegal in rugby. So in rugby, there's a rule where you have to wrap and make a clear effort to wrap when you go into a tackle or mm-hmm. the ref's going to blow it dead and you're going to get penalized, which is not good. Oh, boy. And um, And so... You have to do that, and your all- tackles also have to be low. So, if you tackle above the nipple line, illegal. And in, rug- in football, there's no law against that, so you can do yeah. it. And a lot of guys get hurt that way in football. So, that's why people don't believe me when I say that rugby's a lot safer than football in a lot yeah, of ways. That but it's because blows of those my rules. my mind. Because mm-hmm. people think, oh, you don't have pads on, so it's way more dangerous. You're going to get hurt so much more. But uh, when you put those rules in place, it makes it a lot safer. And I've seen a lot, like, you see these huge tackles in rugby, but they're actually a lot safer because of those rules and that they have in place. And
1: hmm. I never knew that. Yeah. So who do you play for now?
0: So now I play for the Dallas Jackals, which is a team in, located in Arlington, Texas. We play in Choctaw Stadium, which is the old Texas Rangers Stadium because they now have Globe Life, which is covered, and so yeah. they turned the Texas Rangers Stadium into a football field. And we play there, and so does uh, the Arlington XFL team. We both play in that stadium. Huh. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's in the league is called the MLR. The it's called Major League Rugby. Um, it's this is like their seventh or eighth season. I don't know off the top of my head, but it's a pretty new league. But
1: yeah, I was gonna say I've never heard of it. Yeah,
0: this is the first professional rugby league that they've had in uh, the United States. So
1: that's amazing. Yeah. What does in-season life look like for you?
0: So in-season, it's pretty hectic and crazy. Um, we usually on a Monday, like let's say we had a match on a Saturday, right? We'll usually have Sunday off, so we can yeah. go to church or uh, just do some recovery. We'll come in for a physio if we have any nagging injuries or if we want a massage. They'll have them in there in the locker room on Sundays. Wow. Um, and then we'll come in on Monday, and we usually have a film session in the mornings. The mornings will be film film review from the last match, and we'll go over, um, re- report of the next team we're gonna play, and yeah. look at their stuff, and watch film of our line scrums, attack, defense, uh, look at some stats, and things like that, and that's all in the morning. Probably from about 7.30 or 8 to about 10 or 11, we do that. Then we'll go out for about a two hour lunch, then we'll come back for training in the evening. And we'll do a, a lifting session, then we'll go out and practice. And usually Monday practices are pretty, light, kind of like a walkthrough, sort of yeah. install period. And then Tuesday we'll come out, and that will be our intense day. We'll have two practices again, morning and evening. Oh, uh, morning will be less intense than the evening. Well, actually, it depends. Our <laughs> coach changes it up. But uh, but the Tuesdays usually are more intense, like a lot of contact, a lot of conditioning, a lot of running day. And then Wednesday we usually have as a rest day, recovery day. We'll come in again for physio if you have any nagging injuries. They have mm-hmm. three massage therapists that come into our locker room oh, wow. every Wednesday. Yeah, and um, Thursday is then another intense practice, and then Friday is captain's run, unless we have an early match, which would be a Friday. The yeah. captain's run is just a practice led by the captain of the team. Oh, and that's so really cool. So it's just cool. like yeah, ironing ironing out kinks and making sure we've got all the scheme ready. And coach will be there, but the captain yeah. mainly runs it. Yeah, that's usually, really
1: cool. Yeah,
0: just a good final practice to get all the kinks out before match day. So.
1: So you're busy like. Every day. Oh yeah.
0: And then Saturday we we'll, sometimes we'll even do our captain's run if it's an away match. We'll like we'll leave Friday morning to fly to the hotel and then we'll do our captain's run in the parking lot of the hotel. Or oh, wow. or on a field if, if we can get on the if the team's field is close to yeah. the hotel, we'll go there and do our captain's run or just whatever. So we'll wow. we'll travel on Friday and then Saturday will usually be match day.
1: Oh boy, you're like loaded.
0: Yeah, in season's pretty crazy. Then I mean, we have two bye weeks and it's an eighteen week season, so sixteen matches.
1: Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Now, how about your off-season?
0: Off-season is different for everybody. They like us to play rugby in the off-season, but like we said, since there's none around here, I can't yeah. really – it's hard for me to get to play any. So, I usually just work and uh, and just work out all the time and try and stay in shape for when I go back and coach football, too. Oh, boy. Yeah.
1: Where do you coach football? Here.
0: Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do the strength and conditioning sometimes.
1: Oh. Yeah. yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, this is
0: only my first season, so oh, helping out. Well, that makes sense yeah. to me now.
1: Can you explain rugby a little bit more for those like unfamiliar with it? Yeah.
0: So it, the way I explain rugby to someone who doesn't know anything about it, I start by saying the old adage about it. Uh, they say that soccer is a gentleman's game played by hooligans. <laughs> and they say that rugby is a hooligan's game played by gentlemen, hmm. which I found to be really, really true because in rugby – that was one thing that I loved about it when I first started playing at Marshall like there were dudes that were just so crazy and huge and like scary on the field oh gosh like and they'd be running at you and you'd be scared for your life because they're so huge and like scary and you could tell that they wanted to hurt you like that kind of violence but then as soon as the final whistle blows and it's over they're coming up to you saying hey you did a great job you want to go out and you know hang out and get a couple beers after the at the social or whatever like first one's on me you know and they're super nice and then Like, asking about your family and telling them how many kids you have, how your girlfriend. And then, like, you really get in-depth with your opponent. And that's one thing about rugby that a lot of people don't know or or understand coming from football Mm -hmm. is that, especially around here, is that after every rugby match they have a social. So both teams come together at a bar or at uh, any gathering place that they go to Mm -hmm. and they just hang out. They they call they the other team picks the man of the match for the team they played. So they think, yeah, that guy played really well against us. He's your guy's man of the match. And so you do things like that. And that's wow. the culture behind rugby is just so great because it really truly is all left on the pitch. You, do, you don't bring anything out. You don't ever hold grudges. And that's just how it is. And that that brotherhood is great. But uh, as far as the rules and the way the game is played and stuff goes, um, you can only pass the ball backwards. You can oh kick Lord. the ball forward, and you advance the ball forward by running it. Uh, there are eight forwards, and the rest are backs. It's 15, so do the math. Oh,
1: gosh. Uh, I'm not yeah. good at math. I'm not either.
0: That's why I said the rest are backs. I know there's eight forwards because I'm one of them, and I, I passed that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so, and then the, the jersey number you wear is your position. So, one through eight are the forwards, and then nine through 15 are all the backs. Huh. Uh, And then you play 15 on 15. It's an 80-minute match, 40-minute halves, 10-minute halftime. And, um, yeah, that's basically it. And in a nutshell, that's it. You pass backwards, and when you run into the try zone, you touch the ball down to score, and a try is worth five points. Conversion kick after is worth two. Penalty kicks are three. There's so many rules in rugby that yeah, like, I've I couldn't, never
1: been so confused. In no, my I life. couldn't cover all
0: the rules in rugby in a five-hour podcast. I couldn't. But Holy crap! They're more like guidelines because there's only mm-hmm. one ref in rugby, so oh, you actually get taught how to bend the rules and how to break them without getting caught. That's a big part of rugby. But
1: huh. wow,
0: that's... it's actually another. This is another tangent that I get on all the time about rugby. I'm sorry, but I have to say this. But that's why like refs are more respected in rugby than they are in football. Cause there's only one, yeah. So, like, he's never gonna get every call, you know. Versus in mm-hmm. football, they're expected to get everything, yeah. If they don't get everything, then they hate them, they oh, yeah, yell at them, yelling. everyone's yelling. In rugby, they're way more respected than they are in football. And it's really cool because, like, I talked about the socials that they have after a rugby match. Yeah. The ref comes. Oh, really? He's at those, yeah, and he hangs out with the team. And wow. You buy him a beer say, hey, you did it. Called a good That's called him amazing. a good match today. yeah.
1: And, like, every other sport, they no, hate the refs by the end of the game. Right. You don't see anything like else cussing. like
0: that. cussing. Right. That's why I love it because it's really one of a kind and the way they handle things and the culture behind it and just that brotherhood is so – much stronger than any sport I've ever played.
1: That's truly amazing, honestly. It is great. sounds like a really fun sport. Oh, it is. Okay, my last question is, can you tell us about some of the things you've gotten to experience through your journey? Uh,
0: I do have some, have experienced some crazy things. Oh boy. (laughs) When I lived in Germany, I got to travel all over Europe, I got to see France and go through Paris. I got to play beach rugby in Prague, which is rugby on sand which I never thought I'd get to do in the middle of the Czech Republic that was fun Um, played in Luxembourg I saw so many crazy things I got to play a uh, sevens tournament in the UK and uh, that was the highest level of rugby I played up until I came here and played in the MLR those guys were absolutely insane guys playing in the Olympics
1: oh my gosh
0: that were in at that tournament playing and it's something I never thought I got to experience but um the, I think the most rewarding and greatest experience I've had through my rugby career so far was whenever I got to go to my first match with the Jackals. I finished my two-week trial and right after my two-week trial, I, we were going to Chicago to play. That's the team Ooh. we were prepping for after the two weeks. So i got on the plane and I got, well, the way it works in rugby, you travel with your starting 15 mm-hmm. and then you have eight more players on the bench. So you can't just sub people like you do in football. They can't just run in and run out. Once you're subbed in, you stay in. Oh. So, like, those 23 that travel are your team. That's all you can play with. So I got named in the traveling 23, which means that I was on the bench and I could get subbed in. Mm
1: -hmm. You
0: know, so I was ready to go. Yeah. And, I like, that moment when they called my name to go to the traveling squad, because they make a big spectacle out of it. We all sit in front of a table with all the 23 jerseys on it because the number you wear is yeah. what position you are. So the 23 jerseys are on a table right there, and we're all sitting in a room, and they call your name, and you come up and you get your jersey, and everybody cheers, and the captain shakes your hand. and They got all the way down to 20, which was my football number, Ooh. which is crazy that it happened to fall on number 20. Yeah. Was my, that was the number I wore all through my high school football career, and it's the number I wore all through my first season with the Jackals, <laughs> by chance, not because I chose it, by chance. That's
1: crazy. Well,
0: I think it's by You know, not chance, but I think the Lord made it that way. It is what it is. Uh, You know, it was him telling me, you know, here Mm -hmm. you are. I brought you through this. Yeah. Um,
1: It's your moment.
0: Yeah. But they uh, called number 20, Cam, and I stood up and everybody cheered and they all came and gave me a big group hug and stuff. That's amazing. Because they knew how hard I was working for that two-week trial. And that I really worked my butt off for it. And, like, I've never played at this level and they knew I'd earned it and how much it meant to me. So that moment was great. And then we were in the locker room in Chicago, and I was antsy, scared to death, terrified, in this huge stadium full of people. And I was sitting in the locker room. We were getting ready to run out. And I just prayed, and I just thanked God for bringing me out of all the hard things that I went through (sighs) when I was in Europe and for delivering me here where I've always dreamed of being, you know, like Mm -hmm. he's the only person I can thank for that, that he brought me there. And I just started bawling my eyes out right there in the locker room for a game. And the captain came over to me. He said, just do you. We've seen what you can do. Do what you do. Everybody in this room has confidence in you. You just have confidence in yourself. And that put me at ease immediately. The Lord just calmed me down. And then we ran out of that tunnel, and there's cameras in my face, lights flashing, national anthem. And I was just like, I cannot believe this. And it just blew me away. That moment is one of the best I've had in a long time.
1: I bet that sounds so exciting! Like oh, the it was. Adre- adrenaline.
0: Yeah, my heart was racing, and I was just so thankful and gracious, and for like for his grace. And yeah, it was amazing.
1: Wow. Well, that's all my questions. So, all right then, thank you.
0: Yeah, no problem. It was great, great to be on. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for tuning into this episode of Tiger Talk. This episode was written, produced, and recorded by students for students. For more information on Ward County High School, find
1: us on Facebook or visit us at wardcountyschools.com. Go Tigers!